The real fear that may stop you from actually investing into Australian real estate this year is the fear of interest rates going up. Now, it's not so much just the interest rates going up, it's the inverse effect that actually has with property prices. So if interest rates go up, do property prices actually fall? We're gonna have a look at every time we've had an increase in interest rates and a decrease and what that's correlated to in terms of property prices here in Australia. If you are interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. This concern around rising inflation has caused many to think central banks need to start moving and actually move quickly to increase those interest rates. Because a quick summary here is that monetary policy that's implemented by the RBA here in Australia is to control inflation. As interest rates go up, it means that people have a lot less to actually you know, have in terms of disposable income to go and spend on different things. This slows down or contracts the economy. If that happens, then everything comes down to normal. You have inflation come down into that two to 3% band that RBA actually wants. And then as we slow down, we can then consolidate and then move up at a sustainable pace. Now in the economy, they would like to have two to 3% as a nice CPI inflation number. That has definitely not been the case over the last two years, especially with what's happened with the virus. Now the virus has had many effects, but one of those is logistical and supply chain issues and disruptions because you had some countries that were locking down factories that then caused supply chain issues then we have delays with so many goods and then shipping went up in price and that then goes and carries over to the final price the consumer actually pays so inflation is a lot higher in addition to that because of the lockdowns people were you know becoming unemployed so then the government stepped in and put a lot of stimulus a lot of money supply into the system which meant everyone felt rich that all found its way in through asset price inflation which is why we saw cryptocurrency hit all-time highs real estate hit all-time time highs and some stocks also go through all-time highs. Now what? We have inflation as a concern. Does the Reserve Bank of Australia actually come in now, increase interest rates and what sort of effect does that actually have? Let's deep dive into that. I've got a few charts that I actually want to share as well so we can understand where we are now. Now before I continue, if you do enjoy this sort of content, definitely smash that like button because it helps the channel grow and get this content out to more people that actually need it. In addition to that, if you want to hear from me every single day, yeah, you might get over it, but every single day I'm in Patreon. There's a link in the description below. Join the VIP Patreon group. That's where I'm talking about all things economics and the Australian real estate market. Now, in theory, if the interest rates actually go up, that means with most people that have home loans, we'll have to spend more in terms of expenses towards holding that home loan. If they spend more there, that means less at cafes, restaurants, going out, which then contracts the economy. In addition to that, if you're actually looking to get into the market, now the ongoing cost or the you know, cash flow analysis that you actually have is now being affected because the expense of holding that property is going up. So you might be in a position where you're like, well, the actual income I would need to have to hold this property is a lot less now than it was before because interest rates went down. But now that we have banks actually coming in, lenders increasing increasing their interest rates, it might be causing a skew into what you can afford and how the banks actually assess what you can afford. So if you start having people not being able to afford at the top end, you then have them trying to consolidate and it causes a massive rush into the middle part and the more affordable part of the market. I'm gonna to touch on this a little bit later as well, but effectively, that's how it works. Interest rates go up, cost of borrowing goes up. So in effect, it should cause prices to go down. Now I'm gonna show you something as to what's happened over the last 15, 20 years in the Australian property market. So in this graph, we can see, and yes, it is a bit outdated and we need to get a new one here. Um, but what we can do is really assess 
that's where we were and where we are going. So in the red line, we see home loan interest rates. The home loan rate is what you actually pay as the you know, consumer for the home loans that you have. And that's determined by lenders and banks. So we can see that that's been a steady decline. The trend is down. Um, you did have periods there where we did have spikes up. You had that in around 1993 after a big move down but that was not sustainable, it came down again. And then the next real pivotal moment in this was the move from 2001 all the way into 2007 and 2008. Then we have the global financial crisis and it crashes it back down. We then try and have that increase again. Now in and around 2010, I was actually going through my HSC, so I learned about the GFC at that time, realized I was a bit of a nerd and I wanted to learn more. And that's probably when I started paying attention to interest rates, what's happening in the economy. And so that's now been over 10 years. And around 2012 to 2013 was when I bought my first property. Since then, we've been on downward trend, but what this chart doesn't tell you is in and around every single year that I was investing, there was also the concern that interest rates were going up, fixture rates, interest are going up, fixture rates, and that was the ongoing argument. And most people would look at that blue line, which is actually the median house price in Australia, because that kept going up at such a rapid pace, people were like, well, the RBA needs to step in. We need to calm these prices down. Now, what this chart doesn't tell you is what happened in 2018 and 19, which is when APRA got involved. They got in around, you know, 2017, they started talking about it. They came in and they started putting buffers into, you know, risky lending. So they started having buffers for banks that meant instead of giving out rates for, you know, 3%, you've got to assess people at 5% or 6%. In addition to that, you know, you can no longer have low doc loans and you know you can't just have loans at 95% LVR and interest only for five years you need to now assess people in a more detailed fashion so what we did see was interest rates sort of stayed the same they stabilized around there we didn't really have any increases the downward trend had stopped there was consolidating but we did see a flattening of the house prices in that time some areas though did drop by 15 to 20 percent now we'll touch on that in a bit but what we did see was this consolidation move that everyone was fearing, everyone during this time was going, well, the property market's super heated, we need it to calm down, it consolidated, but when the APRA changes were actually coming out, you had headlines coming out saying that, well, once APRA implements these changes, we're gonna have the market drop by 20 to 30%. Does it sound familiar? Yeah, probably does, because that's exactly what people have been saying in 2020, 21, and 22. And so that's why I say to you, is don't get scared because you read some media headlines because the banks have not been right most of the time. These are the same economists that came out and said in 2020, we're gonna have the biggest meltdown of the property market. And these were like top end economists apparently. So they came out and said that was going to happen and we all know what's happened over the last 24 months. Are we listening to them again? Well, I personally am not. I like to know what they're saying. But what we can't shy away from is the fact that interest rates may rise. Now they're already rising in terms of home loan rates, but the cash rate hasn't moved yet. The cash rate will move. And if you have seen some of my other videos, I'll link one up here, which talks about my predictions for when the interest rates could move and what that could mean for everyone. But I just can't see in this market how interest rates alone can cause the whole housing market to collapse by 20 to 30%. Now, I'm not naive to the fact that some people are really struggling already. They've taken out loans or they took out loans before, they refinanced and now they've lost their job and they aren't able to work as much. That may cause them financial distress. This is what causes a big collapse in the market. That's what happened in the global financial crisis with the US housing market. But over here, we've already had these buffers in place. What APRA did in 2017-18 at the time felt like but actually made a lot of sense because it protected us from an issue that could come up. Now we've had huge amounts of inflation, 
huge amounts of money printing, and now we're at a point where we've had exponential growth in the Australian housing market. Does that automatically mean that as soon as interest rates move up by a little bit, that the entire market's gonna be in financial distress? I don't think so. It only becomes in financial distress when you start having aggressive moves very quickly. This is the volatility you don't expect in the traditional market like real estate and interest rates. So if that ends up happening where you, you know, he talks around, yes, we're gonna have four rate hikes in the next four months and it's gonna be insane. It doesn't work like that because you have to stress test every time you move up. We've seen in history where we've tried to move those cash rates up and the home loan rates up and all it lasts for is six, 12, 18 months before we realize we can't sustain this. The banks want their profits and we start moving that all all the way down again. Now, based on that graph, and you can go back, screenshot it, do whatever you like with it, but you'll see that there are periods where interest rates actually went up and the prices didn't do anything. They didn't even go down, they didn't go up, they just moved sideways. There are other periods where the actual rate decreased, but the property prices didn't increase as a result of that. So although on the surface, logic would say that yes, interest rates going up and housing is not as affordable, that prices should come down, this hasn't proved to be correct over the last 20 to 30 years here in Australia. So moving forward, why do we think it's gonna change? Now, yes, we've done a lot of things in the economy that haven't been done before. We've had bankruptcy rules change. We've also had rates at record lows that nobody thought we were gonna be at. Then we've had holiday mortgages as well, which meant they could just defer payments when they wanted. Now, for me personally, would I be sitting here and just going, well, interest rates could move up, I'm gonna continue buying, or interest rates are going up, I'm not gonna buy? The interest rates alone don't affect the Australian property market. The other part to this is that we can't just look at this as one generalized market. What we're going to see is, yes, we had areas that boomed more than others, but the entire market, Australia as a whole, all property pretty much went up. It was asset price inflation. Now, over the next period, we might find that some people are continuing to buy with the lack of fundamentals in areas that don't really make sense, and they're the ones that are gonna get caught out. You then have owner occupiers that are paying way above their means, just scraping through just because they want that house and they FOMO'd into it. We're gonna see this return to normal when it comes to how you invest, what sort of fundamentals you need to look at. And as a result of that, you're gonna have some areas decline by 10, 15, even 20%, but then you've got other areas that are actually gonna prosper and move up as they would because there's a supply shortage. This goes into how rental demand is gonna cause rental growth and it's already happening. I said this about six months ago, I'll leave a video up here as to the rental crisis we're about to see. So for me personally, if you're out there and you're thinking about buying property, well, I can't give you financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor, but I would start to think about what your mindset is around fear and what your mindset is in regards to the risk appetite you have. If you're unsure about getting into the market because you fear that the world's gonna come crashing down, you've got to look back at what stopped you over the last five years. I think you're gonna find a big correlation between fear and the lack of understanding of what's actually happening in the economy and what causes prices to go up and what causes prices to go down. You then need to look at what is your research process and if you are actually confident in buying an asset that's three, four, five hundred thousand dollars without the help of say a buyer's agent or having the right team is something that you need to also consider. If you are interested in learning a little bit more, definitely subscribe. I've got plenty of videos past the 200 mark, which I'm fairly proud of actually. And I really thank you for your ongoing support. Share this video out to someone that's, you know, sort of on the fence around buying property this year. And I'll definitely catch you guys on the next one. Thanks guys.